0: If you've been listening long enough, you know that I run my podcast with a pretty free flow energy. I don't like to over-prepare, I have an improv background, so it's really just kind of like let's go where the conversation takes us. And I had on today astrologer Danielle Beinstein, and I think you're going to love her. But I will tell you that we absolutely followed the go with the flow, and we didn't really talk about astrology until about half an hour in. (laughs) We touch on it, but we don't get into it until about half an hour in, and then we drop it a little bit, and then we go back to it in the last 15 minutes. So if you're looking for dense astrology, this is not the episode, but she will come back for another one. But we did really dive into what it means to move into your soul path. How do you follow that? How do you get off of the sidelines and jump in? It is an awesome conversation. I think you're going to love it. Enjoy the astrology piece at the end and let me know what you thought. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Hi, Danielle.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me. Having me? Uh, <laughs> I hear
0: <my laughs> pop pop you in the back of your Yes, I see. Him. I see. My dog is asleep. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully he stays that way for this entire podcast. Normally he does. Uh, I am so excited to have you. I'm so I met you – I think I, first, I met, first met you at one of Sarah Scarborough's events, the Tea Huntress, and she's been on. She was on one of my earlier episodes, I think episode four, if anyone Love wants her. to check that out. She's wonderful. Yeah, and I met you there and we were just chatting. Mm-hmm. And then I met you – I met you again. I've met you at a couple of them. Um, and I was like, I would like to trade services with you. I would like some astrology readings. Would you like brand photos? And I reached out to you initially. And I think you were kind of like, no, but I can give you like a small discount. And I was like, hmm. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just kind of got this vibe. I was like, maybe she doesn't know like that she needs this? Because I looked at your website and I was like, I feel like she needs my help. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I was like, I'll just wait. And then we saw each other again and you were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I, I'm redoing everything. Like let's chat. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And then we chatted and it just it, – I mean we've timing. had to push it. Right. With timing. It's been interesting. Timing But we're both very excited about it. Yes.
1: Yes. I can't wait to do it. It's just been – with all the changes I, I'm making to the house and then – There's always just been a lot of activity at the house. And so the idea of shooting there where I want to shoot, but now it's basically all painted and, you know, so I feel, I feel more ready. Yeah. Because I wanted to include my home because my home is such an expression of me. Yes. Uh, You know, a lot of shoots that I've done in the past have been in other people's like Airbnbs or something. So I wanted it in my home.
0: Yes. So that's why. Yeah. Especially if your home is a reflection of you, yes. you know, plenty of people are like, don't come in my house. <laughs>
1: no. but you know, I got have it. circles at my house. I'm like, come into my house. Yeah, It's such a, it's, it, it's been a lifelong dream and to be able to start to see it come together is really meaningful for me. And yeah. the colors I chose, you know, it's just all very meaningful. So I wanted to incorporate that. But it looks it's like they're pretty much all painted,
0: so, so. it's going to be so good. Yeah. Okay, so I am excited to talk to you today about your journey and about mm-hmm. you as an astrologer and how you help other people. I I know that I like. I was telling someone the other day, I was eleven or twelve, and I owned those two. You know those two like giant books of astrology. Yeah, that are always sold in Barnes and Noble. It's like the that's birthday, that's the one I discovered it with.
1: Yep, the birthday yes. book and the relationship book. Yes, that's how I yeah, discovered yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the gateway.
0: They are <laughs> Barnes the gateway. and Noble is like here's this giant Bible of astrology, and actually, I discovered
1: it in a Barnes and Noble. So yeah, there you go same. Yeah.
0: Yes. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was like, what is this magical thing? And then, and in the back, they have the grid. Yes. So you'd like find someone else's birthday on the top and like yours on the side, and you'd like draw the line together (laughs) and find the page that you're on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Especially since I discovered it at like 19 or 20. So it was like, you know, that phase in my life when I was like, oh, is that person a fit? Is that person a fit? (laughs) Oh, it doesn't say they're a fit. I'm going to make it a fit. It doesn't matter. I'm going to make it a fit.
0: Yeah. I will mold you. Exactly. I'm not going to listen. No, it's so true. It's so true. I know. I know. It was so fun. So, yeah. So, I and I remember even then just looking up like my parents and my friends because I was yeah. young. I mean, I was like, it was when I lived in Jersey and I moved when I was 14. And I don't remember really having much of that stuff after that when we moved to the south. So, I mean, it was like 11, 12, 13 that mm-hmm. I had all this. And That's I remember amazing. being accurate about my parents. hmm And them kind of being like, oh, that's crazy. You know, I'd read it to them and be like, (laughs) oh, it's wild. And I didn't really know much more than just like my sun sign. I'm a Mm Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. And then getting here in in the past – I guess the past couple years, like just getting more in the community of people who are in that and then following um, different like Instagram accounts where people would talk about it. And I get these little monthly books by Spirit Daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I always, you know, I'll look up obviously like what, you know, what the deal is with my rising sign, which I know it's also Sagittarius. So same, (laughs) but then, then there are all these other pieces where it's like, okay, the moon is in Virgo. If you're like, if your Saturn is in Virgo, Mm -hmm. this is what it means about, and I'll read it. And the thing that strikes me, and I promise we're going to get to your story, but I just kind of want to like lay a little foundation for a sec for people. The thing that I have loved about astrology mm-hmm. is how affirming it is. Mm, that's it. That is like it's- the
1: number one uh, word that I hear in terms of feedback. Yeah. This is so affirming or this brings me such relief. Those are the things yes. that I hear the most frequently.
0: It yes. Is- yeah. It's, I mean, one, to just be like, yes, this is me, but not just – I think the main thing that I've been using it for in the past you know, section of my life here, the past couple of years, is about purpose and about mm-hmm. what my path is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll feel things or I'll get ideas or I'll think, oh, I feel like I should do this. I feel like I should do this. And then whenever I read whatever it is in some random piece of mm-hmm. my astrology, it's like you should go and heal people. You have a great ability to break down big ideas. And I'm like, I do. I do. I feel like this. I feel like I could help people. And mm-hmm. then it's always like, yes, you should. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, universe. And it's, it's been easier for me to say yes mm-hmm. to the things that – to the ideas that come up and to the, to the opportunities that come up because it's like I feel like the universe has my back. That's it. You know, well, the truth is, if you
1: have your back, the universe is more likely to have your back. So it's you mm-hmm. honoring your soul path yeah. instead of outsourcing it.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: Right. And so astrology yeah. can be a roadmap in that way. And I think that we live in a world of hyper- hyperbole. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, what's written about astrology is like hyperbole or catastrophic or, you know, oh, yeah every the kind of promotion of the inner Oprah within everybody. Like everybody. <laughs> and I think the truth is like the beauty about astrology, if it's utilized in a really grounded way, it's like it's recognizing that we each have our own soul path. I always come back yes. to this because it is so easy to get caught up for the reptilian brain to get caught up in what Society de- deems as success.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: really like an opportunity to call back into ourselves and say, like, well, what does that feel like to us? So, you know, hearing something like, and I have very strong Virgo in my chart, like, you're here Same. to be of service, <laughs> right? Service yeah. consciousness. It's like the ego can hear that and go, I'm meant to be Oprah.
0: Right. right? Yeah. I'm meant to be
1: Gandhi. Right, exactly. But like, the truth
0: is, it's like,
1: you know, from the time I was young, I was always doing community service or some kind of, and that to me is, is just as me, we've lost sight of the idea that you can make a big impact in your community. And that's not, that's not dissuading anyone away from, you know, big dreams. But I think there's something that happens with astrology where people take it and they, they can then, What I'm trying to say is they can then put enormous pressure on themselves
0: to fulfill
1: something that is thrown at them through social media or society of like, oh, well, this would be the ultimate expression of that. Right. Whereas like, if you just, if that can also be expressed by volunteering at your local food bank.
0: Yeah. Or literally just like, like a call to healing is like, just giving really good hugs. Like what if you just give like an intense hug? You know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Or like, you know, call someone who's been on your mind and hear them out or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Even more than, you know, needing to go to the food bank or need to, you know, rescue an adopted dog. Although I'm Yeah. All about it. You can rescue heal through adopt.
0: food, right? Yeah. Like you can make like nourishing foods. Yeah. Rescuing yeah. animals. Like, yeah, there's so many, there's so yeah. many expressions of it.
1: And I think and I that, think, that yeah. is something that I really take to heart especially mm-hmm. um, because there's just all this pressure. We're moving away from the kind of like the girl boss energy, but I just find uh, that there has been so much pressure since the early 2000s, especially yeah. maybe that's because, yeah, you know, I'm 42, so really Ooh, adult- I'm 43. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I know. But, but just I know. thinking I know like, your chart. <laughs> well, I know, you do. So like in terms of that <laughs> grounding, right? It's like- yeah. How can we utilize it in a way that's not a pressure cooker, but more like
0: moment to moment and then long-term goal like calling us forward. I think there's two pieces to this because I fucking love this topic. Yeah. And we've I've discussed this so like <laughs> so many so many of my episodes are about like okay, I knew I liked X. Yes. And so I felt like I had to do Whatever the version of five best-selling books is, right? Yes. Like, brr. And so I think it's a combo. It feels like one, duh, like what you're saying. Like, there's so much. You have to be huge. It has to be amazing. Everyone has to know your name. You've got to have a team. You've got to be cranking on all cylinders. You've got to feel like you've been hit by a Mack truck, right? And I think I literally heard some asshole say that on stage one time. And I was sitting in the audience pregnant and I wanted to get up and – smack him and then the other thing though and this is what i really like to explore is like i don't think we are taught how to find that no we're not we're not we don't know how to find our unique expression we look and we're like they're a healer i can do that like they're or they're you know they like sports they like dance i'll do this but it's like where's
1: yes how do i find my own job it was not cool. yes yes Jenna, Zoe, and I don't know if you know her. She's a um, human design expert. But we talk okay. about how, like, when we started, it was not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not mm-hmm. the cool thing to do, human design or astrology. You know, my parents yeah. were, like, WTF. I went and I got yeah. a master's in spiritual psychology. And <laughs> so they cool. were, like, excuse me, like, their psychology programs, Ivy League, please. You know, they were just, yeah. yeah, into it, yeah. Which I've talked about a lot. But I think that there is this... um I think what you're saying is so, so true. And I really try and counsel my clients around that. And I, I don't advertise this, but a lot of what I'll do is I'll kind of look at a chart and I'll hear the client and I'll be like, have you ever thought about creating this kind of hybrid or offering mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. this? Because mm-hmm. the other thing is our schooling system, whether it's the public schooling system, which sets us up to really just be like bots, yeah. ultimately, or cogs in a machine. Or right. if you take like, prep school where I went where it's like okay you can be a doctor or you can be a lawyer you can work on Wall Street like these are the options or you have to be you have to you know if you write a novel it's it's gotta be up for the Pulitzer or the National Book Award you know to fill out the pedigree you know there's all of that and it's like the world is so much richer and so much more complex than that Mm -hmm. and context matters and I have a uh And my personal life, my personal arc has been uh, my fascination, admiration, and love for those who work with the land, farmers, Mm, regenerative farmers, uh, anybody who knows how to use ingredients as, or use the earth as medicine or nourish people with a meal or grow food it's been a big reason why I felt drawn to Tennessee because of how much regenerative Mm. farming is happening and uh, being a city kid from New York city where it's like, you know, so divorced from the natural world, right. It's a concrete jungle. And I summered Mm. in, in, I I mean, I went to summer camp in New Hampshire and I got, I went to Connecticut most weekends, but still from the perspective of a city kid, like I was in my room reading, I was not like, Ooh, what's that? There were geese all, um, on with a property out in Connecticut, there were geese. Everywhere. But I, all I heard my parents say is like, the geese are just, excuse my language, like shitting everywhere. Not like these are such beautiful creatures. Like there just wasn't right. that connection. Right. Um, and there were these gorgeous trees and like, you know, I just, I wasn't connected to them. And that is, that has been my personal arc. Right. Yeah. And I have very strong, I'm just giving an example, I have very strong earth in my chart. So the mm-hmm. way that I knew how to apply earth was like pragmatism. There was always something, even when I was impractical, there was a core kind of groundedness or pragmatism. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I was like, oh no, I actually, it's the earth itself. Like there are people who are mermaids. Mm-hmm. I'm a forest fairy, right? Like mm-hmm. being in the forest is so That's healing so to me. I so it's like, the forest, isn't it? It's magical. And it's, like all yeah. the fairy
0: tales, like yeah. and, the German in my like meditative safe space, it's it's in the forest. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, you'll love them coming
1: out and shooting me on the property. Yes. But I just, <laughs> you know, so it's sometimes it takes a while for our core self to be revealed. Right? So true. And yeah. It's like really noticing, like even when I was a kid and I by a kid, I mean like 19, 20, I always mm-hmm. loved – the food industry. Like I loved Mm. coffee shops. I still do. I loved like going to restaurants and just sitting at the bar when I I'm not, I've never been a drinker ever, but like I love just sitting at the bar and having conversations with the bartender. Like I like that salt of the earth quality.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: And so different from the kind of world that I was raised in Manhattan. I had to like go downtown when I was older, but that's been my greater arc and even just, uh, in terms of like my resources, like where I allocate my resources, where I invest the kind of clothes that I buy, certainly the kind of food that I buy, the um, it all comes back to that, that value system. And it took a long time from 42, right? Yeah. It's like, it, it's taken a long time to really ground in that. I don't know where I'm starting with this, but just the idea that, um, oh, the idea that, you know, a lot of times people... They'll read their astrology. They'll read their human design, and then they expect, "Oh, if I know this, my life is going to roll out like a red carpet based <laughs> on this." I know this. It's all just wide open, and I yeah. really try and counsel my younger, you know, clients on it's all grits for the mill. It's all grits yeah. for the mill, and the seeds of your core
0: values are there. You know, you, really so, quick, Dan, yeah. Dan, Danielle, real quick. I love your emphatic uh, table stuff. It's just making a really loud sound. Oh, sorry, sound. sorry, <laughs> It's okay. Sorry. At first I was like, we'll just let it roll. And then it was like so many sorry. points. And I was like, okay, wait, maybe we need to dial it back on that. Sorry, thank
1: you for letting me know. Use I the air instead of New the York. table. <laughs> the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So yeah, I think that that idea that okay, I know myself and now the now the world is going to roll out like a red carpet and yeah. deliver based on what I think, no, because we have to choose into experiences, you know? And mm-hmm. for, this is different, you know, there's all different expressions of this. So someone could grow up in a small town, leave a small town, come back. Someone could grow up in a small town and stay and really feel connected mm-hmm. to that small town. Someone, yeah. you know, could... Uh, leave and and then continue on a journey and end up somewhere totally unexpected. Those are just simple examples, but just the idea that you don't know until you, what someone told me when I was younger, you got to get in the soup. There's a guy mm-hmm. in Hollywood, he was older. He was like trying to counsel me. I was like, I think I want to be a screenwriter. I don't know, producer to, all wrong for me. But he was right. like, uh, he was like, you just got to get in the soup. Yeah, And he was right because once I got in the soup, I was like, this is not for me. This is just not where I belong. My ego wanted me here. Like right. the oh, idea yeah. of it wanted me here. But yeah, this is like an uphill battle. This is not like, oh, this feels good to climb this mountain. This feels 100%. like
0: not me. Yeah. I and was in LA pursuing acting for 10 years. Yeah. And then I finally it was it was similar. It was like ego. Yeah. Certain things were ego. And there were a lot of good things I learned, but it yeah it was similar like i did i didn't spend my time doing it i took yep. photos you know <laughs>
1: that's what exactly. i spent my time doing <laughs> it, see that's exactly it and like yeah. it's all useful right because mm-hmm. going you know david white i once listened to him He was talking about uh the famous mary oliver poem wild geese mm-hmm. and in it he said he said something to the effect of Life is about, you know, pushing into something, thinking you're doing something wrong, but actually you're doing something right. And vice versa, thinking you're something, doing something, you know, what did I just say? Right. But it's actually wrong. It's like that idea that we, uh, we don't learn just at home imagining the world or, or orchestrating it in a way where it's going to line up perfectly. I'm not, this is something that I did. I'm not going to date until I find the one Uh, I was like, I am not part of that was a self-protective thing, but Mm -hmm. uh, clearly a self-protective thing, but (laughs) it's like, I'm not, I'm going to wait until I feel that thing and how much I would have learned Mm -hmm. if I just gave myself permission to lean in. Right. And same like with work, it's like, I was always looking you know, this is the shadow side of Virgo, I guess. Like I was always looking, coupled with my conditioning, the perfect thing. And it's like, well, actually every small thing is going to lead to something. And I actually learned a great deal about myself when after I graduated my master's programs in my thirties and I just helped to manage a meditation studio, something I Mm. never thought I would do, but I was like, oh, this actually filled in the gap of the insecurity of I don't know how to do anything practical.
0: Yes, Taking that action fills in the gap of insecurity. I love that. Yeah. It's like we just sit on the sidelines being like, I'm insecure. So what I'm going to do is take some notes. Yeah. That's it. Read some things. uh, Decide on a plan. I'm going to analyze. Um, Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, I'm going to wash my hair. <laughs> exactly. Don't change me. my clothes. <laughs>
1: it's like yeah, and if I just or I'll see people like spend a fortune like building a whole website and like, mm. but they haven't done the inner work to match it, right? And they're like, why aren't people showing up? Well, it's because it's like it's all it starts as an inside job, right? If, and, yeah, yes, yeah, sir.
0: No, I was gonna say I read this on someone's Instagram post. I was like, that's it. It's not an embodied experience yet. Yes. They haven't exactly it embodied it. it. And the only way you can embody it is to experience it with your body. Like to do that's it. That's
1: exactly it. That's exactly it. So, like, I was working, I was helping to, it just, she had just opened it. This woman named Susie Yule of Shorts, who's a, a character and a half, um, such a big personality. Uh-huh. She had opened it in West LA. And I, I was working there, I was kind of like helping to manage it, even though I had no skill set. Before people, I had not developed a until she hired a real manager, but I learned, oh, I'm really great at customer service. Like that's something that comes with, I make people feel at ease. Like I didn't know that.
0: How yeah. would I know that?
1: I worked right. in like, you know, I was an intern or worked in Hollywood where they just treat you terribly. You never think you're making a difference at all because you're just getting coffee. Right. <laughs> but I hadn't had that kind of experience or, you know, so I learned that about myself. And then one day she's like, well, you have a master's in spiritual psychology. Go in there and teach. And I was like, oh, oh, oh oh my God. And I was, I'd never, I'd never spoken publicly. Never. Other than like book reports in second grade, you know? Book reports, yeah. So I went in there. She's like, let's practice. So we get in there. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is the key. Yeah. If I just speak from my heart, there's no fear. If I'm mm. in my head and I'm trying to prove why meditation works, it's not going to work because I'll mm-hmm. always feel like there's not enough proof. But if I just drop mm. into my heart and I hold mm. an unconditionally loving space, which is what I had been trained in, in my master's program, that's it. And then I realized, oh, and then during that time I had also, it wasn't out of nowhere. nowhere. I had been co-leading a, uh, a circle, a monthly new moon circle with one of my dear friends in Venice, but I would talk about astrology in that case. And that, that Mm -hmm. came naturally to me, but she was like, no, just go in and teach meditation. I'm going to show you, let's, let's see it. And there was just a natural embodiment that I had. I, I couldn't have known that. And that started me on my path. But again, it's like, had I not taken the job, which I was very fortunate to be living on my sister's couch Thank you, Sammy, and, and <laughs> because I was not paid um, a living wage at all, so I understand that, that I'm in a I was in a privileged position in that way, and that my mm-hmm. sister took me in, uh, so I could do that. But there's all kinds of ways to do that, right? Like yeah. the resistance to taking the job that may feel uh, like a step down can actually be the one that catapults you. It's so forward. true. Yeah. That's my story, you know, and that's, that's coming from my background. You know, if someone grew up and all of their work and everything they saw was blue collar and they have, that's a different, that's a different reaction or response to, right. Right. Um, I happen to honor, I think blue collar work is like the most important work and that's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that you know, con- context matters and conditioning matters and there's no blanket statements. But for me, my journey was to take the proverbial step down yeah, in order to fill in the insecurity that I had, because I was praised for my academic success and my, my knowledge. And yeah. okay, but I, I didn't know how to do anything. So how did you know to take the step down? I was afraid. And afraid, not no way, like afraid in a way of, okay. So I remember, you know, in my twenties walking into stores and let's say when I, when I bought something and I was like, I don't even know, how did they ring it up with the credit card? Like I was embarrassed that I didn't, (laughs) I was like, is that feeling, does that make you anxious? And I was like, I, I never had waitressed, Mm -hmm. big flaw in my in my own experience, in my upbringing that I had never waitressed. i Ugh. never, I'd That's never done anything waitress. like this. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like had, I never had a, any kind of job like that. I had lowly jobs in Hollywood, but there is like a weird kind of prestige to that because yes. you're around people who are quote unquote important, even though they're yes. not like that whole thing. <laughs> but I had never, and I'd gotten coffee, but it's like, I'm getting coffee for so-and-so, you know, so stupid. But, <laughs> but in terms of like actually just- Having a job where I was really in the service industry and meeting with all kinds of people and needing to connect and was humbled in that way, I needed to fill in that gap for me in order for me to feel like I could actually grow as a human being. Yeah. That was important for me. I wish I had done that when I was younger and I Mm -hmm. didn't. And a lot of that was conditioning. It's like, you know, my dad come from nothing and he created something and he's like, why would I want you to do that? Like that's, you know, but that was his own stuff. And I appreciate that. But I really, whereas my other, my sister whose couch I was living had waitress and had done those things because she wanted that extra cash, whatever. I was like a massive minimalist until my late thirties. So I was like, I don't need it. I want everything. I own to fit in a backpack, whatever. Um, But she's, (laughs) you know, she had a stability that I didn't. And I was able to sleep on her couch because she had thought like that younger. And I hadn't, I was my head in the clouds, philosophical, et cetera. So does any of this make sense? I feel like it's, yes, the journey is life is not a straight line. People may <laughs> reach peak success and then go either I'm done with this. It's not It's not satisfying to me. I think about uh, Matthew McConaughey and his saying like, I'm done with rom-coms. And apparently yeah. like, he just kept, rom-coms kept coming in and yeah. he's like, I'm done. I don't want to do this. If I don't continue, I have to follow what feels right to me. Yes. And I think that kind of thing where you're willing to say, and obviously had financial security, so that's a, you know, right. that's a whole other thing, but you're willing to say like, what's, what sh- what is, what am I really hearing? Like, what is it that I really feel called towards and which environments, even if my ego or my mind is like, yes, when I walk in the door, I'm like, actually get me the F out of here.
0: Right. It's like you're willing to give up what's comfortable in service of your soul.
1: And that is, you know, that used to be the essence of the spiritual journey. But now it seems the Mm -hmm. essence of like the Instagram spiritual journey is, no, this is how you're going to make a fortune.
0: Yes. Or this is how you're going to be sexy along your journey. Yes.
1: And get (laughs) as
0: comfortable
1: as possible. Yes. no spiritual journey since the beginning of time has promoted comfort. Yes. Like I I seem to have a personal need to put myself in uncomfortable situations in order to grow. I seem to have like a compulsive need to do that in some ways, and then other ways I have my own addiction to comforts that I'm I'm battling. But we do not grow in comfort. Just like, and I'm sorry, I know that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge this, but we really don't learn as much from success as we do from failure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's broadly defined, right? What success it's, is, but...
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and we can't just feel like we've had a string of failures.
1: No. It's, it's, you know what I mean? But I'm saying if you've only yes. had success or you're only right. looking for success, right. that it's yes. like you, you're not going to learn. It's the, it's the yeah, peaks yeah, and yeah. valleys. It's the balance. Oh, this worked. This didn't work. I'm not saying you only... No, only failing is not, is it, no, that's, that wears on the soul. I'm not talking about that, but the idea that like, you know, just this mirage yeah. of social media, mm-hmm. the, the fallacy that like people, you know, selling their lifestyle and their lifestyle as perfection. Yeah. It's like, I don't know about you. I'm a huge reader of fiction. Like, I don't want to read a book about something that's just perfect. Mm -hmm. The person's perfect. The family's perfect. Like what? There's no richness there. There's no texture. So it's like to be afraid of mistakes or afraid of failure, you know, you're going to learn a tremendous amount. And it's like, I was not successful in my attempt to be in Hollywood. I was not. Now other people are, and that's where they're meant to be. That, I needed to go through that because I needed a crash landing on,
0: I needed a crash landing in order to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is common. Yeah. You know, a lot of people need a crash landing.
1: Yeah. In order to really listen, to say like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't, and a big thing for me was like, I don't like the person I am in these environments. Yeah. I don't like who I, I am. That. These are not mm-hmm. aligned with me, my core values. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there aren't good people in in Hollywood, just who I was around, it was just it, it wasn't it never felt like a fit for me. And it's not it's just because it's not where I belonged. I have a lot of clients who are writers. I have a lot of clients who are actors. I have a lot, and they're very successful in their craft or that that is where they're meant to be. Yeah. That wasn't for me. Um yeah. so I feel like it's listening to that. It's just listening within and going does, and giving ourselves our permission to pivot. Like I think about this. Yes. All the time. There's yes. this, do you know, Ani DeFranco? Were
0: you an Ani DeFranco person? Uh, I, I, sh- Yes, I know Annie DiFranco. You? She does not bother me. I was not like an Ani DeFranco <laughs> I had friends that were like, Ani DiFranco. Oh. <laughs> and I would hear all her songs because they would listen to all of her songs. Yes. <laughs> she,
1: she she has a song called Joyful Girl. Um, I went through a real phase. I would say like 20 to 24 where I was like a big Ani person. But uh, she has, and as a result, I know all of her songs. I also know all of the Counting Crows songs by heart. Those are the two that I went through. Uh, But she had, she's a song called Joyful Girl. And she's like, you know, it's all about questioning what she's doing and why does she do it? And she does it because it brings her joy, but it's a very somber song. So there's an innate, um, uh, there's an innate poeticism to it and kind of a, uh, a questioning to it, you know, just in the tonality of it itself. And I think about that a lot. It's like, If I weren't doing this, what else would I be doing? And I think that's an important question to ask. Mm -hmm. I think this idea of certainty, it's like, I'm going to keep doing this as long as it feels like I am actually, you know, feeling fulfilled and also being of service. Yeah. And it's the type of tool and skill that I could do until I'm 80. I might decide to do something back and come back to it. I might, I don't know. You know, I, I know that I keep doing it because it keeps my curiosity alive. It enriches my life through my own experiences of hearing from others from all over the world. I'm humbled by it on a daily basis. It keeps me humble, um, which is an important quality for me. Mm. And it keeps me in grace, which is an important quality for me. Mm -hmm. I, I have a kind of devotional practice around it, uh, But I do, like, you know, I do really consider, like, oh, like, in my small town outside of Nashville, like, we don't really have a coffee shop slash, like, local grocer. Like, is that something I should do in addition to? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I really, in adopting or in rescuing my dogs, I have become, like, a freak around, I want to rescue every dog. Uh, And I'm like, yeah, I have some land, like, is that something that I see myself doing? And, you know, I can't pay my mortgage with that yet, but I just keep thinking like, you know, life is circuitous and it's, and it's interesting and it's textured and maybe an opportunity shows up that I haven't even thought of just like, I really never envisioned. I'd be doing what I'm doing now. And I try and keep that. I try and live my life with like a soft open palm.
0: Yeah you yes. know,
1: like show yes. me. And I ask, like, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? Like if I'm having, you know, a slow period in work, I ask, like, are you wanting to redirect me? And like almost without a doubt, it's like, no, then I get signups like the minute I start to ask that. Cause it's like, yeah. no, I just needed the decompression. Right. Mm-hmm. I needed yeah. my system to decompress so I could be of service. Yeah. But I try and really yeah. stay in that flow because it's, it's, um, it's how I personally grow, you know? Yes. And I'm not a, I have Venus and Leo, but I don't have a ton of fire. Like you have more fire than I do. I'm, I'm a lot of earth and water. So Mm -hmm. let's get
0: into that a little bit. I feel like we've like, I love this conversation. All of a sudden I was like, oh my God, we're 30 minutes in and we really haven't talked a lot about astrology specifically. But I was – yeah. and I was like, we could talk for like four hours. Like this yes, could be totally. like a Joe Rogan-style three-and-a-half-hour podcast episode. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I do yeah. because – because I think, you know, part of it is that just how astrology can support you yeah, and saying yes to some of these things.
1: Yeah. So it's – you know, everybody has a unique imprint and a unique chart. So yeah. just like human design, which I know you – and Enneagram – you yeah. Know it's different, but these are all tools to yes. understand ourselves again. Yeah. Not like, oh, I understand myself, and then everything's gonna make right, <laughs> everything's gonna flow perfectly. <laughs> now. I know what to do, yeah, exactly. But you can see that, like, you know, for some people, it's like they've got to jump right in. For some people, their process is gonna be a bit more methodical,
0: mm. um,
1: a bit more thoughtful, and not like, oh, positive, thoughtful, and, and rushing in is night nice, because. It's, it's learning your own system and your own operating system, right? So the so, way
0: you're describing it, too, also sounds like, and I've experienced this, but I like that you just said this, it also gives you permission.
1: Yeah, 100% to be you. The yeah. thing that I say all the time is like, you know, you may be an elephant and want to be a gazelle. You may be a gazelle and want to be an elephant, but you're, you're not going to be the best version of the thing that you think you want to be. You're going to be the best version of you. So yeah. I love what you said the very beginning, or maybe it was before we we joined on, but the idea of what is your unique path? Like I could look yes. out there and I could say, okay, um, let's say I was like, oh, I want to be an astrologer. And when I was starting, no one was really doing it. So like Susan Miller, like I could have reached out to her and and Googled her or Elsa, Elsa and said like, how did you do what you do? And tell me your, I've had people do that for me. Mm. And I, to me, and it's like, the truth is it was all organic. I did not set out to be anything. That's just not my style. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's in alignment with my own makeup. It's like, Standing in my backbone saying like, and the, the say yes, say no. Don't we all kind of navigate this? There's no formula to it, but it's like, I try and go in my heart space. Do I feel an opening or a closing?
0: Yeah. You're also a heart type, right? Yes. So your Enneagram yeah. is also a heart type. So four.
1: I'm a foreign yes. Enneagram. A four. I'm yeah. a, um, in human design, my strongest sense is feeling.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I just so, I just like to note that because some people are like I should feel into my heart, but it's no, not. That's what I'm saying for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody.
1: So it's yeah. like it's really it's important to recognize like where are you gonna feel it in your body, like, or where are you are
0: gonna feel it. Yeah. you're
1: what are you gonna hear? Are you clairaudient? Audience? Are you gonna hear it? Are mm. you gonna you know?
0: Yeah, I do feel like most people feel some type of like so um, Carolyn Miss. Do you know her? Who she does all the archetype. Work. She's my
1: number one. She's who I read oh, over wonderful. and over again. Okay, she's my absolute fantastic. favorite. Mo- so mostly she talk- for her, like, her real, like, her mysticism and her yeah. soulful guidance. Like, yeah. I just think she is a total unicorn yeah, and a real, super cool. real teacher. Like, the real yes. deal.
0: Yes. But she, so she talks about animation, how we feel animation. And I love that word. Oh, and yeah. I think no matter where, where it is in our center, yeah, the thing you know, talking to people now, just um, throughout different episodes, it, there there's normally like kind of a butterflies or like yeah. tingling, right? Yeah. This and I love the word animation. Like, oh, it just feels like oh, like something just like lit I love that. I've never up. heard her say that. Oh I yeah, love that. I listened to Sacred Contracts uh, on Audible, and it was like it was like a live talk that she did. Ah, and she talked about it in there. I love that book. If she, yeah. I, if I did not retain that,
1: if it was in that book, but I, I absolutely love that. And it does for me feel like an animation, but like a, it's a softening. Right. And I'll do that. Yeah. I've been like trying to version. do that with travel. Cause I, that's like my one, if I have like an addiction, it's, it's been to travel and I'm really trying to be more slow, slow and mm-hmm. um, thoughtful about travel. And I'll ask myself like, if I think about that place. Like, do I think it's a cool place, or does my body go, "Yes, I feel drawn there." And then sometimes I'll do that right. and I'll look up the astrocartography, and I'm like, "Of course, I Ooh, have strong energy there."
0: Of you course, me? you do. Oh, that's <laughs> fancy. <laughs> yeah. I would so, look up so, the astrocartography, like we all do. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you know, it's just learning again, learning your own operating system. So I try yeah. and you know, in my more counseling clients, like ask, well, what are you, what do you feel when I say this, or I bring up this place or like, you know, it's really, everything is so outer focused. Our eyes are so overstimulated at the Taurus new moon circle that I held. Uh, the thing that came, came, that came up again and again is like, People are over the sense of sight because it's, oh, they're mm. just looking all the time. And I heard people go, like, I just want to close my eyes and hear, or I want to taste, or I want to, because mm. especially with social media, like we're constantly yeah. the sight and that can activate that reptilian brain that's like, I want that, I want that, I want that. But do I like a 2018, 2019, I was traveling constantly and mm. it, it became like, where am I going next? Where am I going next? And right. Daniel was like, can you be present here? we're here. This is amazing. We are here. Can we be present? And yeah. I was like, oh, I have a problem. Like this is, yeah. this is the planner in me was like, where am I going next? And we, and it's never mm. enough. And then I read mm-hmm. that it's like the Diderot effect, which is like when you buy an article of clothing and it makes you want to buy more and more and more mm. just the purchase itself.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, I apply that to, to it's travel. like that oh, dopamine hit. Right. Yeah. It's all like, yeah. it's all, Yeah. Yeah. goes into that dopamine, like new place, new place, new place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was messing with my nervous system. And so when we yeah. got the puppies and we were in Nashville for a year and really didn't travel, I think we took one small road, one road trip. I was like, oh my God, I've just completely realigned my nervous system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people don't think about things like travel as an addiction. I know because it's like, it's so easy and it's so rewarded in our culture Oh, where are you yeah.
1: go. The other thing is I realized that in certain circles, I also started to shift this kind of places that I want to stay at because I found at certain places, the conversation was where have you been and where are you going next? Mm. Instead of like, who are you? Let me get to know you. I'm meeting you for the first time. Um, right. And that is, it's rewarded in our culture. I mean, look at how many travel influencers there are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I get it. Like, I really get it. And, you know, if hotels were paying for me to stay, believe me, I have that within me. But I, I recognize that for me, it was like, hold on a second. Like, if it's just another thing to take off, not to mention like constant travel, as you get older, it does do a number on you if you're yeah. not regulated, right? Yeah. So, but I think anything can be an addiction. Yeah,
0: it's yeah Anything it's so that true. takes us yes. out of
1: the present, you know? And the truth is like travel can bring us deeply into the present, but if it is, where are we going, where have we been, then it's not. So, right. you know, I can't speak for anybody else's inner experience, but, yeah. you know, one of the most radical things we can do in our culture is to stay put. And like, there's also someone said to me, I was sharing this with them and they're like, well, if you really, really love your life, you don't feel the need to leave all the time. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, you know, and I was like, oh, well, for the first time, I actually love my home, mm. literally like the first time in my life. Oh, so wow. let me be here. Yeah. With that. Like that's a craving yeah. I've had for so long. And believe me, I'm not giving up travel. I'm my sister's turning 50 in october and we're going to patagonia but it's Woo-hoo! like i'm thinking like you know maybe two trips a year rather than like every other month
0: yeah and just getting curious about what you can find in that in that stillness in that yeah. slowing down right what's yeah. here what's here for you yeah yeah yeah, because I found like this is not permission I, for all the the introverts who don't ever want to leave their house to yeah, you know stay yeah, at home yeah, forever. Yes.
1: <laughs> and that's the other thing; it's like, right? If I am not slowing down, then my medicine is slowing down. If I am only slowing down, then my medicine is maybe yes. exploring the world. Right? It's that's yeah. exactly it. It's like I've got Jupiter conjunct my sun. Jupiter is the planet of travel. Like I've got mm. strong third house energy, which is movement, movement. You know, short trips, etc. So. I've got it in me. I just, it's like, what's the antidote? So, right. If you're someone who is a major homebody, well, you're going to learn a lot
0: by traveling and seeing Yes. Yes. That's your action. That's your medicine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like the thing of taking contrary action. So for example, if I see someone, they have a ton of energy in one sign, I'll say, can you lean into the opposite sign? The opposite sign has medicine for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain, since we're, since we're this far into the podcast, because <laughs> there are probably, I feel like there's just a mix. There's kind of a mix of people that follow me and some are like super in this world yes. and some are like, this is very new. So just, just for fun, because when I realized that there was not just my sun sign and yes. there was a rising sign and a moon sign, yes. it made a lot and of much more. those, right. And much more. But just those yeah. just knowing those other two things mm-hmm. was like oh, oh cuz being yeah. sagittarius it was just like oh i just i'm supposed to be this on the go traveler right yeah. just just very enneagram 7 i mean they're mm-hmm. basically synonymous with each other like yeah. you know can't sit down all the ideas super positive running <laughs> going all the things and i was like y- yeah and like, there's this other P and it's, and then it was, then I found out, I was like, it's also your rising sign. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so where <laughs> am I feeling that this yep. isn't accurate? This doesn't feel. And then the sunset or the moon sign, when that came in and my moon sign's cancer. Oh, and well, there it, you go. It was like, oh, oh ça va. <laughs> okay, this yeah. is making sense. So can you explain just a little bit, just about those three basic things and just yes. kind of how they interplay with each other a little
1: yeah, so the rising sign is has to do with the
0: horizon line, meaning where
1: where sunrise was. On sun the day sign you were is born. what we
0: all know of as our sign. Yeah, like when people say yes, what's your sign, we're answering sun, sun sign. sign. Okay,
1: exactly. The rising sign is set for uh, when sunrise was when you were born. So if you were born closer to sunrise your sun's going to be close to your rising sign if you're born at height of day your sun is going to be closer to what's called your midheaven which is the highest most public point in the chart closer to midnight conjunct your nadir which is roots family most private part of your chart closer to sundown it's going to be closer to the descendant which is one-on-one relating relationship so the rising sign sets the tone for the whole chart in terms of qualitatively it's when we enter a room, what people, the sign and qualities people may think that we are, but it's okay. I, it's like your conditioned mask. It's the personality you may develop, but it's not necessarily okay. your core self. Got your it. Moon is your emotional landscape and your mm-hmm. needs. It's not negotiable. It's more private. Mm. No matter where it is in the chart, it's the deeper needs, and the sun sign is just the core essence that we emit. Uh, without, it's not even conscious, right? So. Mm it it filters through everything and it, there's a core kind of quality to it. But there are 12 houses. The rising sign opens the first house. There are 12 houses, it goes in a circle. So 12 pie slices, that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. And they're called houses. And then there are 10 main celestial bodies that are peppered throughout. How those celestial bodies interact with one another, their placement in the chart tells us way more, way more than a sun sign. So mm. a lot of people come to me and they're like, you know, I'm a Gemini, but I don't feel like a Gemini. And then I'm like, well, this is why. Yeah. You know, you have all these other components uh, that
0: I, there's so much more layer to it, and so much yeah. more texture to it. I've heard like it being a little bit in the world of astrology now. It, obviously, not nearly as <laughs> intense as you are, but I've heard that if you that it actually makes more sense to look into your sun sign. Like if you're gonna read a horoscope, not one in like people magazine, but like something that, you know, you mean make- your rising sign, your rising sign. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. There are geometrical reasons for that. Um, okay. It gets tricky because if you were born, so there's 30 degrees in every sign, zero to 29. So if okay. you're born and your rising sign is close to zero degrees of whatever sign it is, then yes. If it's closer to 29 degrees, you might actually want to read the horoscope for the next sign.
0: Okay. Because I have and it gets I noticed, very technical. Okay. Yeah. So even like, for example, I have the charts, uh charts and like, you know, some twenty-five page thing printed out for me and every member of my family in yep. a binder. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so amazing. I can like reference things. And sometimes yep. I'll look and it'll be like, Where is Neptune? And I'm yeah. like, Well, it's kind of in the it's kind of in the middle. Of two houses, like so, no, it's two lines. Two so the lines. lines are called the house cusps, which means it's okay. Full-